tonight um, I don't know how to to greet us again amen but uh, we are all welcome amen and uh, thank you all for coming to to bring forth the word of truth to you know, when we gather here the Lord can can show can speak to us amen uh, because we are gathered. So where two or three are gathered, there he is. And because he's there, he's bound to speak. Amen. 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 And I'm trusting that the Lord will speak to each and every one of us tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Uh, I'm trying to just find direction on how we're going to just go around the world today. Amen. Uh, There's a burden in my heart, but I don't know what it's for. Amen. Uh, I'm tempted to to go to a particular chapter, but I'm just waiting. Amen. So I'm just going to pray. in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for mercy. We thank you, Father, because you are true. Thank you, Father, because you have uh, called us to be here tonight. Because you've ordained that we'll be here to give glory to your name and to be gathered around your feet to hear. Lord, tonight, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will help our, to al- our heart to align with your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you bring forth your word. That you bring forth mercy tonight for uplifting, for installation of life in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord Jesus, for help and direction concerning your word tonight, Lord, that you will speak expressly in our heart, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we pray tonight that there will be giving of spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Father, Father, 
Alavana Oramaha, Alevaranati, Emaranos, Capina, Emashira Gaida, Heranado, the Gaida, the Maria Aragado, Heremegaida, Harabatere Verek, Okoko Maraga, Hadagada Gida, E Baragada, Gadigagaida, Ravagadigada, the Gadigada, the Gadigada, the Gadigadania. Emeraganina no so sorry megina gamia guide about Gatana guide. E maragaida mora guide, mora guide, masse guide, mingaida mina guide, cola maguide against a guide. Emerana so samica danica sita guide. Em prauna filek ausa samia. Emisuna guide. I am at a guide, mira guide, mira guide. Emaragosa guide ara. Ere naura mahalavina kausagina gaida ragaida. O maragaida erengasa. Erengasa migasa 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 ranga sanga idangerasa. Isa sam samara emarama emarani mahalfa. E Marima Alpha M Sam M Safaramae Emirafala El Farafa El Fala El Fala El Fala Masa
I'm hard to make you make it hard to make it to come to cut guide you. I make it guide you. I'm getting to guide you. I'm guiding you. I'm gonna guide you. I'm guiding you. Guiding you into guiding you into parts of Eli, into 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 doors of Eli. I'm I'm gonna make you see Eli. I'm 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 here to make you see Eli. I'm here to make you see your father. I'm here to make you see father. I'm I'm guiding you to your father. Father, guiding you, guiding you, and bringing you, tying you, tying you to, tying you, tying you to this way, tying you even to the way, way to behold the blessing of God, way to behold God's face, to fellowship of His face, even the fellowship of His face, the, 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 the true blessing, even the blessing which is locked up in Him. He, 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 them taste, they making you see it. In making you to see it. For I have crafted a path for you in this. I have made a path for you in this. For you have a path in this. You have a path in this. You have a path in his face. You have a path in the blessing of his face. For I am here to bring you into this path. Yes, to Lord. tie you to this way. Yes, to Lord. connect you to your father. Yes, to come to you to fellowship with his face. To cause you to fellowship with his things. The things Amen. that are dear to his heart, the things that even he has locked up, even yes, in time Jesus. past, even secrets, even things that make him him, there you will begin to fellowship in these things. You are being baptized into this world, world of the face ministry, world of the face blessing, mm, mm. world of the face utterance, yes, world mm. of the face thunderings. For you begin to hear words, words of Eli, words of Eli, words of Eli, Amen. words of Eli. For this is my burden. This is my burden that even you will fellowship with me. You will fellowship with my face. Yes. You will fellowship with me. You will come into the things of me. Amen. You will come into the things of me. Amen. Even as I'm signifying it in these times. Amen. Even by my angel. Amen. For you will be partakers of it. You will fellowship in it. For this is my burden. This is the burden. This is the burden that you will see me face message. You will receive Amen. the face message. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the ministration of your face. Thank you, Father, for the ministration of the Spirit. Thank you, Father, for mercy to see your face. Oh, Father, as we go into the word tonight, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to align totally, totally with your word tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the help which you've given by your spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for mercy. Thank you, Mikarado. Thank you, Father. <coughs> thank you. Spirit of the living God, we say thank you. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. 
Oh, Father, help, Lord, tonight for us to see your face. Help us to see your face. Help us to align with your face. Thank you. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Sorry, I'm just trying to see. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't know why my voice is not strong. Yeah, I'm praying that my voice will be like Pastor Cecil's voice. That's very, very strong. It's like he's a he has a preacher's voice. Me, I don't, I don't think I have a preacher's voice now. You see, my voice, I'm trying to talk. Even when we increase the mic, mic is not even picking the thing. I don't understand. And we increase and increase and increase and increase. It will still be low. I don't know. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I should stand up or sit down. I don't know. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, one thing is one thing is clear that the Lord wants to to bless us with his face. Right? It's essential that we receive the ministration of the face of Jesus. Amen. Uh, very, very essential. Um, the face of Jesus, we can't, we can't underestimate uh, what comes from that face. In short, the, all, the, all the church needs to know that face. Every, every, every believer in the world needs to know that face. That face is quite important. Amen. Uh, if, if, if men have not started learning the face of God, or have not started seeing or seeking his face, uh, they won't really really know Jesus. They don't really know God. God, everything that God is doing that is outside, because there is a lot that God can do outside his face, right? There's a lot he can do outside his face. But there's, that his face is the main. When it comes to fellowship, when it comes to uh, the reason for journeying spiritually is so that men can experience his face. And by expressing his face, they can get to see into him and know him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm just I'm just waiting. You know, sometimes uh, the way the things are moving, don't even know. I have like two different scriptures in my heart, and I'm trying to figure out which one to go to. Amen. Amen. One thing is sure, one thing is sure that God wants to tie, tie us. Uh, when they use the word tie, right, most of the time it comes, it comes, I mean, as we've seen, not just me, I didn't, I didn't just say it. When they use the word tie, it comes with, it comes with the, uh, the tie, the word tie comes with administration. Right, like our, like we've seen with our daddy, uh, when he began to talk about a time 
he moved into the spirit further, right, concerning the word of righteousness, right, concerning the word of righteousness. And in that season, the, there's an angel that visited him, right, saying, I bring you tie. Amen. So he said, I bring you tie. It's tie. Tie. I bring you tie. And just following the same uh, pattern, when you, when you see tie there, and of course, when he said, I bring you tie, it was in that season he began to open uh, scripture. The world of the angelic opened up. Amen. Amen. The world of the angelic opened up, right? When I say opened, I mean there was an angel that brought that it was to, and it's not is to when when the word of angel opened up, right? Let me put it that way. Then they began to teach concerning the angelic arrangement spiritually, right? Then that's when the teachings concerning the heavens begin to come, right? What that means is that men don't actually know heaven. Until then, I'm sorry, maybe it sounded too limited, but if men know heaven, then the thing they brought will be, would have already been de- de- delivered to men. But no, it's not. Because a lot, when men were journeying, even those seasons, there's a lot that was happening. Right, but men don't we don't necessarily have time. Right? So there's an initiation that happened in that season, especially when they bring time. There's an initiation into the spirit. Of course, daddy has already been in the spirit for sure. Right? But as at that time, you know, seasons open up when everyone decide to do things. Praise the Lord. Season comes when when what when heaven decides to do things means that the earth is ready for the things that heaven wants to deliver. Then when the season when the earth is ready, then they will bring the season right to release things. And in that time, they said they bring tie. <laughs> that was the time they are, they are not tying daddy <laughs> to the spirit. Right to that, to, to and what I said to this is actually a new revelation of the person of God that he began to know God afresh. Well, you know, most of the reasons why they teach things in scripture, I guess this will help us when, when they teach things in scripture, is not just to teach it for the sake of knowledge, it's really to deliver God in a way, right. They didn't just teach knowledge. Things don't open about the spirit just so they can teach knowledge. Right? And then you learn, oh, this, 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 and that in the spirit. Therefore, okay, I know this one. I know that one now. Amen. Amen. Now I know what the angels look like. I know what the heaven look like. It's good to know that because most of the time that's what they teach. Right? But when they are teaching those things, the truth of the matter is that they are not actually teaching just the knowledge. Amen. Amen. They are also teaching the spirit. Amen. They are also what? 
teaching the spirit. Because when the New Testament is being ministered, it is not the letter that is ministered, it is the spirit. And I think one of the things that most people are, is it confused or don't understand, especially with the word of righteousness, is that when they are teaching all these big, big things, they begin to teach the heavens and all that. Now, there's a way the heart begins to respond, thinking, okay, what do we need this kind of thing for? Or is it the kind of thing that you people are saying just to, you know, it sound big and, but it's not really, right? Hearts can begin to get offended right, because they are teaching, you know, things, especially, you know, they, are, they start teaching like tabernacle, uh, the temple and all those things. And they are telling us what they mean. And hearts can start shifting and wondering, uh, what do we need all these things for? Well, the truth of the matter is that without teaching those things, it's, it's, it's clear you won't know anything about God. Because the, the question is, how do you know that you don't need the knowledge of those things to discern God? Right? Because a heart that says, oh, I don't need all those things. I just, just, just tell me God simply. And that's it. Amen. Amen. But God is not simple. If it was simple, right? If God was simple, then the moment you are born again, you would have just decided, they would have just, oh, this is God who take by. God is not simple. God, God is not simple at all. Even Jesus is not simple. Jesus is not simple. How can he be simple? He's not, uh, what's it called? He's not, Jesus was not, imagine somebody that lived for 33 years, died, and he's saying that man is God. How many, how many 33 years old today? Eh? can say that they are following after God. This, the way Jesus did, at 33 years old. Amen. But Jesus, at 33, was done. He didn't need to spend more than that. He didn't need to be... Now, many, many men today, if they say they will, be, they will just end at 50, they will start crying. 50? Ah! That's not enough. Now, why would I see my children's children? 60, 70. When they get to 70, they're like, okay, okay, they're just hitting the point. Of well. they'll, they'll try and get to 80. Right? Because they are, and if you look at it, it's not because they want God. It's not because they love God. It's because of the fear for their own life. And there are, and there are, and there are things in their hearts that they long to see. That they lost for. That's why most men like to live long. See that aspect of living long. People should really know why. In short, if you live long and you, don't, and you are not learning God, it's a problem. It's a problem. So everybody that wants to get to 80, they should first of all, they should first of all think about their life. What, you, what do I want to use my life to do? What should I use my life to do? Right ahead. until 80, what will I do with my life? Some, the reason I want to be 80 is that they, maybe they've not made it in life when it comes to money, right? And they are like, maybe they are 30 or 40 already, like, ah, if they go now, problem. Ah, they've not enjoyed life. Then you start seeing men pursuing after things just so that they can make it, right? Then they get to their old age. They want to have some kind of relief that, ah, they've done something. But 
if men is do, doing all that and questing and looking and they are not going after Jesus, it's all a waste. It's all a waste. Imagine, ima- imagine living for 100 years and you do not know God once. Imagine you lived 120 and there is nothing about the knowledge of God. Well, what use is that life? Because in reality, right, in reality, no matter, and here's the summary of this whole thing, no matter what men face on earth, right, no matter what struggle it might be that maybe somehow they shall struggle to overcome, like they think, ah, I've overcome that, I've overcome that, and it has nothing to do with the learning of God. The truth of the matter is that the moment they, they take off this earthly suit to pick up a spiritual one, everything that does not have the pattern or that don't have the material of the world they are moving into will die with it. It will die with the one that they take off. If the material, and here's the thing, there's mat, there are materials in the spirit. There are garments in the spirit. And for every garment, they have a fabric for to make them. There's a fabric in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And the kind of fabric you have, right, the kind of material of the fabric depends on what that garment will look like. You saw, I, I don't know, I think this picture came, I can't remember maybe when, I, when what time I mentioned it. Just in imagination, my mind is with the kind of material men are using, some, when they move them into the spirit, they will be naked. Many men will be naked and wretched and dirty. Wretched. Uh, just like, uh, you know, the, the, one of the church in the book of Revelation didn't know that it is naked. Right? Let me see if I can read it. Amen. Revelations chapter 2. Verse. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm looking for uh, that verse. I don't know if it's in chapter 3 actually. Amen. 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 Let me not forget. Sorry, three what? No, okay. Yes, 17, but from 15. Uh, it's the church of Laodicea. It says, these things said the amen, which is so, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. 
I would that I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Amen. See, the state of this church is the the state of many believers. Right? Many believers don't know that they are wretched, miserable, poor and blind. Not just believers, unbelievers too. There are unbelievers that are like this. There is a sad story that you have believers that are also like this. Amen. Amen. You see that the last thing they said about them is that they are blind and said they are and naked. But in their heart, they felt that they are rich. Right? Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods. You see? And have need of nothing. Right? And knowest not that thou art. Say, I have need of nothing. This is the race of many souls. Right? Because thou says, I am rich. It's a statement. And that statement is a statement that many are making with their life. Right? Some souls are pursuing riches. Right? And they are saying to God, I am rich. And the funny thing is that if you look at them, they may not even have money yet. But they are telling God, I'm rich. How are they telling God they are rich? By their pursuit. Because all they are going after is riches. And funny enough, to some degree, they might have it. But the problem is that after they have it finished, the end is destruction. What shall it permit a man to gain this whole world? And then lose his soul. Amen. Because they have thought that the riches would buy them clothes. Right? It's a sense of blindness in a way. Because he's saying that they didn't know that they are blind. Right? And they have increased right, with good. That says I am rich. And increased with good. And you know, there are men that are increasing with good. They are increasing every day. They are buying, buying, buying. I have need of nothing. See this statement, this behavior is the behavior of Babylon. It's, it's, it's actually, it's actually uh, the great awe that makes statements like this. Statement like, I shall know no sorrow. Right? That's what, the, that's what Babylon is saying. He said, uh, uh, it's, it's, he was making boast that he won't be alone. He sits on many waters. He said, he said, he shall be, he won't be a widow and shall know no sorrow. Amen. It's the same, it's the same, is these goods that they have is a property of Babylon. And Babylon is the world. And what happens in Babylon is transactions. Amen. Babylon knows how to transact, to increase with goods. Amen? Amen. 
to increase with goods is to know how to transact. Amen. With what, where do you get the language of goods? It's market. Goods, Oja. Please help me buy my goods. Please help me buy my goods. Increase, I am what increase with goods. And have need of nothing. Increase with goods. I have need of nothing. Heart should never be positioned like this to say to God, I have need of nothing. It's a heart posture. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the thing about this church is that they and this is so is they are a lukewarm church. They are very lukewarm. They are neither hot nor cold. Neither hot nor cold. It's actually more dangerous for souls to be like that. It's not you are cold. We know what to do to you. At least we set you on fire. Or you are hot, we know you are hot. You are blazing hot. And that's good. I mean, we know we don't, we don't, if we are already hot, we can just put in more fire, you know. Because fire needs to increase. But lukewarm is a, is, a, is a tricky state. It's neither cold, nor hot, nor warm. Right? It's not neither cold, nor hot. It's almost like a sense. It can go in between. It's in between. Can pretend as if it's hot, it's not. Can pretend as if it's cold, it's not. It can just be switching. It's sitting on the fence. What shall we do with you? <laughs> you know, this kind of look up souls, they are terrible, man. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with so, such souls. So terrible means it's what the Lord is looking at a look at a soul that is lukewarm. It's, the Lord will prefer that you are cold or hot. Don't be in between. In between is, is 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 a is a tricky state. Don't be in between. Be hot. If you are cold, we know that all we have to be doing is setting you on fire. And there's fire plenty in the spirit. Plenty. Everyone can set it. You know the reason why lukewarm is also dangerous is because you know the, the Lord has precision. Amen. There's a way the Lord has precision in such a way that when you are cold, they can just supply fire. But lukewarm, they may not know what kind of, how much fire do you need. You look like you are hot, but you are cold. We don't know, okay, how much, now if they put fire that is not enough to, to set that solar blaze, it might actually be dangerous for the soul. That's why it's good. I mean, not that God does not know every heart, right? But souls should not should not play anky panky. Should not be lukewarm. Amen. Eh? Christians, all believers can't be lukewarm. You know that, right? <laughs> Unbelievers can't be lukewarm. Unbelievers are cold. There's nothing hot about it. It's clear. 
So, and, and, it's, and thank God that they say it's the, they are writing to the church, the angel of the church. So, because you hear church first, you know that it, it, it is actually souls. Uh, Reverend was teaching a few days ago, he mentioned, he said, you know that church is soul. I think it was uh, writing the vision, yes. Say the church is the soul. Say a soul is a is a church. Is what they carry to church. <laughs> so you can have a church that is lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. But then let's uh, we've seen the the material like the, 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 they've told us about the fact that it's lukewarm, it's neither cold or hot, right? So because that was lukewarm and neither cold. No ought, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So the Lord is saying that he was meaning that they're actually in the mouth of the Lord. If they're in the mouth of the Lord, it means that there is a feedback. There is a kind of there is a kind of uh, temperature that the soul should be given to God. And it shouldn't be lukewarm. You know that it is better to drink a hot drink or a cold drink. A lukewarm drink is actually bad to drink. Lukewarm is whatever you, you have a lukewarm, especially you know how you know how lukewarm is. Is you can take take a water, right, like a water bottle, on a very hot day, leave it outside. You see, the, you see that you see that that very hot day, you leave it outside. Some heat will enter into the water. When you drink it, it doesn't taste great. So a lukewarm soul is actually giving a false sense of hotness, lying that I'm hot. It's a it's a lying nature. That's why the Lord would spew it out. Amen. It's a lukewarm. We shouldn't be lukewarm. Everybody should be burning for Jesus. Make sure you are burning. You are burning. You are burning. Amen. Amen. Uh, I hope I don't digress too much. As the story I started with earlier. Amen. Uh, but the way I'm journeying. Amen. But say, because thou says I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Amen. Now, this church, they, they feel that they have goods because they have used all their life to, to pursue after goods. They are, in, they, have, they are in the church of the merchandise. Yeah? Church of Satan. Satan, Satan the, the merchandiser. That's where they bought all the goods that they have. Amen. They bought, they bought their own goods. Like I said, they have increased in goods. I don't want, I'm trying so, I'm resisting so much from going to Ezekiel 28. Amen. But we've seen it before that that's where the Lord explained to us how Satan fell. Right? And they were telling us something that he did that is similar to these churches. To this church, I mean. No, you notice that when they are talking about the church, right, there's a way they talk about the church. If you check it from chapter 2 to Chapter 3, there's something spectacular about the way they mention the churches. Is that they talk about the church and they talk about what it has concerning Christ. But when Christ begins to talk about the church, 
he will begin to say to them, but I have something against you. Right? Then the Lord will not begin to talk about their nature that is not of Christ, but is pertaining to the to Satan, the wicked one. See this thing they are saying that you say I have need of good, but you are wretched. Is 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 what? How they how they say that they have riches? Is Satan that, that says that to God? But that, that those riches are not real riches, and increase with good and have need of nothing. This this statement Satan said it to God. Because he said it and he sinned. See, by the multitude of thy merchandise, right? You corrupted your wisdom and you have sinned. When he corrupted his wisdom, he, he said to God, I have no need of you. That's what he said. I have need of nothing. Amen. Amen. So when souls are pursuing after things, pursuing after goods, merchandising, yeah, selling their, selling the, the goods of their soul, because there are goods in there, right, that souls exchange for other goods. Amen. So when you are, souls are using, when men are using all their energy to pursue after things that has nothing to do with the face of God, they eventually lose their soul. And then in the end, they gain other things that the end is dead. And this one is just, well, see, I don't know, we can't play with it, we can't lie about it, it's just the truth of the matter. No matter how much we play, paint it, make it look nice, perishing is perishing. Spending is spending. Merchandising is merchandising. Amen. Every time you don't buy from God, the soul dies. What do I mean by that? Because you, the soul loses when it's not buying from God. Because when you buy from God, is when you actually increase. And this is why, I'm, I know, we know clearly you can't buy from God unless you move into the spirit. That is where the real market is. Amen. The market of life is in the spirit. When you buy from God, right? Materials to sew your garment spiritually. Amen. Now, all these things, right? I mean, let me try and go to... That is... Ah! I'm so tempted. Ezekiel 28. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope I don't digress too much. I think how I landed here is, is talking about the, the materials that men can use to sow. I have not forgotten. Uh, Ezekiel 28. Praise Jesus. Uh, I know for sure the Lord wants to tie, tie is it? They want, they want to tie our pursuit Amen. right into the spirit. Mm. So the word of the law, okay, verse 20, Ezekiel 28, verse 12 says, 
son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, God, thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect in beauty, thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the burial, the oils, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, the gold, the workmanship of thy tabaret, and of thy pubs was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have said this so, thou was upon the holy mountain of God, thou hast walked up down in the midst of the stones of fire, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. So by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. By the multitude of thy merchandise. It is the multitude of his merchandise. This he was buying and selling. So he sold something. He sold his life. So that, by the multitude of thy merchandise, right? They have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast seen. Therefore, I will cast thee out as profane. You see the same, almost the same statement as the lukewarm church. I will spew you out, then I will cast you out. Amen. You see that Satan has increase of goods here, right? Because he had multitude. Multitude means a lot of merchandising, right? So he sold a lot of what he has, all the goodly treasures, right, of life inside him. Satan sold it to take another good. Meaning that Satan desired to change his own garment. Right? Because he was selling and buying. He was selling life and buying death. Selling life, buying death. Anybody that is chasing after anything that is not God is buying debt. What souls should be going after is life. Where you find life is in the spirit. Amen. That's, what the, where, that's where God has designed his life to be known. It's in the spirit. And he kept it there, right? Ready to be revealed. Amen. Is in the spirit in heaven, ready to be revealed in these last times. Amen. So we see this. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, let me quickly go back to Revelations and then I'll go from there. Revelations chapter 3, verse uh, 17. Say, Because thou says, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, right? thou know, that, and thou knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and Naked. The reason why they are naked is because they don't actually have clotting in the spirit. If, you, if this kind of soul will say to God that I am rich, it means that it has, it has a pursuit that has, not, that, that has a pursuit that is, that is different from what Jesus can give in the spirit. Amen. See, because that said, I am rich. That means that you are full, you are rich ahead. That means you don't need the unsearchable riches of Christ. Right? I'm rich. And increase with goods. I'm having need of nothing. That means I don't need anything. That means the soul is too full of, it, of itself. It does not need God. Amen. 
Say, but you don't know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. This is the state of souls chasing after, after riches. Souls will be chasing after acquisitions. Instead of acquiring God, soul is trying to acquire things. And they will sell their soul for it. Amen. Uh, the reason why I, I came here, let me quickly start moving to the reason, right? Is thou knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Is that naked state I wanted us to see earlier, right? Because when a soul has, is, has a garment that is not of the materiality, right, of heaven or of God, of what God supplies, by the time you move out of here, you move into the spirit, let's say you, maybe the person dies, or maybe Jesus comes and will move, and they change the garments, many souls will be naked. Because he has not actually buy of God that which is bread. Many souls will be naked. And it's the kind of nakedness that will bring shame. You know, Adam and Eve, they were both naked and were not ashamed. That's not the kind of nakedness that they are talking about here. The kind of nakedness that this kind of souls will have is that they will gnash their teeth. You know, the scripture talks about there will be gnashing of teeth. There will be gnashing of teeth. Right? <laughs> Many souls will get to heaven and they will gnash their teeth because they will realize that all that they have used their life to pursue is actually nothing in the spirit. They don't see it there. All the acquisitions that they have used their soul to acquire, by the time they move into the, into the spirit, they move into the world to come, they realize that all those things can't follow them there. And then they'll begin to cry about what they have used their life to pursue. Amen. They'll begin to cry about what they've spent all their life going after. The times they could have pursued after Jesus. But they are saying, wait, let me go after this place. Let me go after my car. Let me, let me get a car first. Then I'll come to Jesus. Let me get a house first. Then I'll go to Jesus. They won't, that such soul won't know that all that it is buying is wretchedness and nakedness. Praise the Lord. But souls that follow after God, there's a material that heaven gives them. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know, it's dropping small, small. There's, uh, I'm trying to explain, I think it's explaining that kind of material, but I don't know, it's the way this thing it's like I'm journeying away from her, but let's, like what I said earlier is tired. And there's a reason why they are tying us into the spirit. They must tie souls to the spirit. They bring tie for initiation. Really, really, when tie is in place, what they are doing really is they are bringing strength, strength, sorry, strength of life in the spirit in a way. They want to make souls love Team, the spirit, they want to make souls loving, to love the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the, the tie here, amen, is to the spirit. Hmm. 
So when that angel came to daddy and started talking, he began to bring the world of the angelic opened up and they began to teach them. They began to teach them. And in teaching them, right, we began to see the world of God. Amen. One thing I realized is that all we have been learning since is God's world. The, the introduction they gave to us first is the Holy Ghost. But Holy Ghost in its strength may not necessarily reveal God's world to you yet. It can, reveal, it can bring you to start enjoying life in the spirit. Which is why most Christians must fall in love with the Holy Ghost. It's a preparation to start seeing. Now, I don't know how many of us play all these arcade games. Uh, I used to play a game. No, most people don't play them, those games now. The world, they call Warcraft. There's a movie about it. Don't watch it. Uh, it's, it's about warlocks and, and demons and, and ogres and all that stuff. <laughs> don't go, I'm not saying it so that people... No, I don't know why it's like that. Every time you say something, that's the time curiosity comes. People want to go and watch it. I, now I've said don't go and watch the movie. I just mentioned it. But because that time when I was playing the game too, it's not the best of the best, but you know, I was not really a Christian anyways, but so the game, but that's the way the game is. But apart from that, aha, I can use another game called Joan of Arch. Joan of Arc. <laughs> it's actually an historical game about a lady warrior. Right? Uh the thing about those games is is it RPG games is that the nature of it is there's a big land, right, almost like a map, but all the places you've never been to will be dark. Then as you begin to play the game and you journey, as you are moving, you'll be, the, 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 the world will be lightly up. So meaning that they are seeing the land. So wherever you are, you can see that. And then in the map, you, you will see the areas you've been to light up. Areas you've not been to will be dark. But in the game, you'll be journey and opening areas. Opening areas. Right? By the time you've now opened the whole area, you have open, opened up a world. That there are different things in there. There's a lot about God that we didn't know. If you check it before, we start before the teaching about the angelic. To be honest, many people don't know about the angelic. They don't know. I mean, they, they, many people have seen maybe few experiences about maybe one or two angels come. When it comes to learning God in the world of the angelic, it's a different thing entirely. It's a different thing entirely. They want to make souls love angelic, angel, the angelic. Why? Because it is a, it's, are they not all ministering spirit to minister for them that shall be heirs of salvation? For every believer, right, that is not too conversant with the angelic is a strength they are bringing for souls to begin to walk in this. There's no way you will move into the spirit start learning about God you will encounter angels. You have to encounter them. You know why? Because the whole things you need to learn. Many, many people, especially those with gift of the spirit, when they see angels, you know, they just see angels, 
They just come, oh, we have something to, to give to you. Go and uh, that's what they see about angels. But when, if that's all souls are seen about the angelic, you are seeing the, the lowest form of their manifestation. One of the things that we are beginning to realize is that every angel has lines yeah. and precept. So when they come, they are, well, and they begin to minister words, apart from the word that they are ministering, they also carry the spirit of it. Sometimes it's the spirit of it that men smell when they are around. And then the word comes forth. And if so, if all you want is the word, you can collect the word and go, but not get the line. Amen. But they have, they have it. They have more lines and word. They don't want the angelic to be strange to souls anymore. The word of the angels is, is for you, spiritually. Amen. They have to tie you to the, to the spiritual. There are things inside their hand they have to d- d- deliver to you. I, th- I can't remember what, which day we were, we were, we were talking. Was it last week? Was it last Saturday? Talking about there are things this angel desire to look into. Oh, yes, it was uh, before the teaching series. There are things that angels hold desire. They can't look into it. Only you can look into it. They themselves, as they are, as they are carrying it, they are waiting. Can you come and look into this thing? Because if you look into it, also we can peep inside. That's how important man is. That's how important life in the spirit. Do you know how angels are open that men can move into the spirit? That if that's the case, it means the angels want to relate with men. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Amen. So the angelic is not supposed to be strange. It's not meant to be strange. It's actually meant for heirs. And heirs are those, every, every child of God that is born again is a heir. Meaning that they are designed for salvation. They are to inherit. Heirs, heirs of salvation means they are to inherit salvation. Are they not all ministering spirit? So when they begin to teach us about the angelic, about one of the things that I started learning when I, got, when I started moving into the world of righteousness, it was the word of the angelic. They begin to unveil those words. And just like I was saying, the word of God is so... Now, do you know how long we've been Johnny? The first word we encountered is the angelic. Then we see the arrangement of the heavens. Then we see the arrangement of them. We are able to now picture the arrangement of the world to come. Because of that, we're able to see our place in the world to come. All we, everybody thought, we all thought that we're all going to heaven. But we didn't know that <laughs> there is a earth that is not the heaven in the world to come. Most of the people think the new heaven and the new earth, they, they thought the new earth is this, this current one that they will refurbish. There's actually a sect that teaches it, that they will, they will refurbish this earth. It is going. It is going with its lost thereof. If souls are, if anybody is chasing, if all their heart, imagine this is this is a deliverance. So, if the all the heart pursuit of a man 
is the present. You are chasing what will pass away. You know, sometimes you feel like if you don't have it, you will die. All those things are things that are passing. It will fade. But can you take a more enduring substance? Amen. Amen. There are what? Enduring substances. Those enduring substances are the things that you use to make your garment in the spirit. There are fabrics in the spirit, like I was saying, that you can use. The reason why I said that earlier was I was going to mention something. When I, the moment I started learning the word of righteousness, there's a way the Lord encountered. I, I, I think I was about to. And the Lord said something, some, 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 said something to me that was strange. He said, the needle is in your hand. And you know what to do. I came out of that experience knowing that what the Lord is saying somehow had to do with me sewing something. I'm like, ah, needle in my hand. Needle in my hand. I was wondering, what is this? There were, there were, and the Lord was using that needle to say all kinds of things, right? Especially talking about entering the kingdom. See, because the Lord, after the Lord was trying, to, uh, the Lord was interpreting that dream. He mentioned it is, it is easier for a camel to enter into the eye of the needle. That's that's an aspect of the needle, but it's another aspect of the needle, which is to sew garment. In that experience, after. I was, I, I finished, I was coming back to my body. That's why I say experience is because the way it happened, me, I know. I, I, I don't think I was, I don't think so that I was in my body. Why am I saying so? It was in a dream. Then I heard my name. But the way I heard my name is somebody called me in my soul. I heard it audibly. And then the moment I heard it, was as, it was as if I was moved into a place. And I knew clearly, no, 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 I'm not... Something is happening. Something is happening. But it was from my sleep they called me. And this is not evil, evil people calling my name, no. It's God that called my name. I think it has happened, if I, if I check, maybe about twice it has happened to me. I'll just hear my name. Right, I heard, you know when they say he knows your name? When he's calling you, it doesn't sound like when, you're, if you hear me call you now. Gide, that's not how it sounds. It sounds like, when you hear, it sounds like the person that made you called you. That's the way it felt. It felt, I was, I, let me put it this way, I was, let me use the language of, the, of some people I know. See, I was summoned. It was a summoning. It wasn't, hey, Gide, come. No, I was summoned in the spirit. God summoned me. And then there are things he was saying Right, like a part of the things we're discussing now. I wanted to look back. So when he called me, I felt it was all in a dream. I don't know, it's a dream, black, dark dream, I would say. In that dream, I felt I was in a big white space. And then I heard him, after he has called me from my sleep and I answered, he called me again. And I wanted to look back. He said, no, don't look back. Ah. The no was, as if you have been rebuked. No, don't look back. I didn't look. Then he began to speak. All of those things were saying things to me. That don't look means don't look at me yet. You don't have what it takes to see my face. 
Don't look at me. You can't look at me. You know, most of the people, they think they know God, they can see God. No, they can't. You can't see God. You can't. Many, when we get to heaven, where we are going, many will get to heaven, they won't be able to look at him. Imagine you are a Christian. You are born again. You go to heaven. But you can't see your maker. You are in outer darkness. And in outer darkness, right, it's not, it's not like maybe you'll be looking at Jesus and you see Jesus. You are in outer darkness. It's dark. But it's heaven. And then they began to talk about those that are closer to the Lamb. Like in the book of Rejoiner's book, we were talking about the vision, right? He mentioned about the room, the hall, the hallway. Then he talked about the outer darkness. Then he was beginning to explain the close, the, that in, in heaven, no, there's a hall where you have outer darkness, and then you have those that are closer to the Lamb, and there's the glory lightening them up in those areas. And I knew clearly what he was saying is true. Because that was the season the Lord began to talk to me about face, looking at his face, knowing the Lord, learning the Lord. The Lord talking about know me. That was the moment I began to understand, wait to knowing the Lord is different from just going to church, clapping your hands, and tr- you know there's a way we Christians, there's a way we serve God without we are not lukewarm, not hot, you know. And you know, you know <laughs> the picture of lukewarm. Right? It's not the picture of lukewarm in the church. Why do I say so? Yeah. When they say you are lukewarm, most people yeah. think lukewarm is that you are neither here or there in the church. Right? Mm. You are a Christian, but you are not a serious Christian. That's, a, that's really a cold Christian. That's not even lukewarm. Mm. A lukewarm Christian can be singing on the altar mm. every Sunday. And everybody, everybody is dancing. A lukewarm Christian can be ushering. What makes them lukewarm is the pursuit of their heart. Are they burning for God? Right? Are they burning for God? Or are they, or do they just, do they just like contemporary Christianity? You know, co- contemporary Christianity. You know, you know those contemporary songs. You know, there's a way they, uh, you know, contemporary songs sounds easy. In short, what, what you are singing them, you feel like the, the gospel is easy. You feel like as a, the Christian life is easy. You know, you feel like everything is just bread and biscuits. You think everybody, everything is just about bread and butter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not saying uh, contemporary songs are bad. Sorry, I'm just using, trying to use it to explain yeah. something. No, you know, you know, contemporary Christians, they don't like, they don't like no stress. Go to church, serve, do their thing, go home, go to work, in short, labor and make a lot of money. How you know that you are cold and you don't love Jesus is that by the time you're, there's a need in your life, and then all you are pursuing is those need. Are you already getting? And at that time, you can have a legitimate excuse to, swift, to just shift God to the side a bit. Mm. Uh-huh. Lukewarmness is around the corner. 
Amen. I'm talking about Christians that are, you know, they go to church, they do everything, they sing, they praise, you know, maybe they are even prayer warriors, but now let them have a need. Their pursuit of God will just draw code. Small. I said draw code. It may not even be visible because they must still be making it to church and all those things. But then you now have souls, right, that is using the energy of their soul. The way, the pursuit of their soul is after the things of this world. Like money. Yeah? Money is always a particular, mammon, mammon is always a particular problem to souls. I don't know why. Mammon has a, mammon has a tie. Mammon has his own tie. But God has his own tie. Amen. So the Lord was, te- the, Lord, the Lord was telling me that time that I have a needle. What does that mean is to sew my garment. That's the point I wanted to bring out. To sew my garment. And as at that time, I didn't even have the understanding that there's something called garment you have to wear. Later I began to see that like Joshua, the son of Josedek, right, when they put on him a filthy garment. He said, take up the, wear in a new garment. Take off the filthy garment. And they wear him, well, it's, a, it's a glorious garment. But the other garment that he was wearing was gotten from the world of merchandise. It's a Babylonish garment. Right? Because they were, they, when they took captivity, well, they were in Babylon. Right? And the glories of Babylon. See, uh, because they are part of it, they've been living it, they've been enjoying it. They're saying, take away that filthy garment, switch it, wear him another. Amen. And by the time they wear him another, it was different. Satan could not lay accusation against him again. Amen. So you see here that garment can hide, can be of a garment can be sown of different glories. It can be of the glory of the world that men are pursuing after. It can be of that. And of course, any soul that loves the things of Babylon will not have time for God, will not have time for Jesus, will not, will not love life in the spirit. One thing I want to make certain and clear here is that you are not, you are not, you are not odd if you sell your life yes, to pursue after Jesus. Amen. You are not strange. That's how you should be. Uh, as you are walking on the street, shabalabala, shabalabala, shabalabala. Yes, that's your life. It's not strange. As you are walking on the street, you are moving into the realm of the unseen. As you are walking on the street, you are partnering with the angelic. Amen. Amen. The world of this, the realm of the spirit should not be strange to you. See all these things, angels. They are, you should know them. Learn them. Don't be too strange. You should be awoken. So when you are awoken spiritually, there are things you should be, you should be awoken yes. to. You know, most of the time, the reason why men don't like talking about angels and all those things is because they feel that when you talk about angels, you are worshipping angels. Yeah. But no, you are not. We don't worship angels. We sh- worship Jesus. And we don't worship angels. We worship Jesus. But we know the part of angels when it comes to our salvation. See, because we know that they are ministering spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
these are the things that the face of God brings. When the ministry of the face of God begins, these are the things that will begin to open up to men like tie into the spiritual. Because the Lord will not bring his, the things his face right, brings without, without releasing angels that carry them. How do they carry them? You know, these angels in the Akeda, there's a way they look at God. And when they look at God, you know all angels want to see God's face. All of them want to see his face. But not all of them can see his face. Not all of them can see his face. And the Lord has set it so, like that. The way the Lord set the first heaven, the first heaven, don't even bother about seeing his face, but there's a way you, they can see his face. This, the second heaven angels have to come and show the, angel, the second heaven angels, they can't see God's face too. They can't see his face because they are seraphims, the flaming ones, the burning ones. Amen. Seraphims, when they are around God, they actually dare not look at him. They don't look at him. That is why they had to create Lucifer then. Lucifer is the one that brings the light of God to them. That's how they were seeing God. Amen. I was explaining uh, the stones of fire. Right? That was walk up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. They were talking, that is Ezekiel 28. Right? <laughs> Every precious stone was that covering. And one, 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 the duty of Lucifer in that mountain is to bring the light of God to the angels in the second heaven and begin to show the light of God to them. That's part of his duty. Right? Then imagine, he wants to take glory for himself, but that's how the second heaven, second heaven angels, that's how they see God. Part of it also is that in the book of Isaiah, and let's see, let's see, let's see a seraph. Amen. We are learning them small, small. Isaiah 6. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 6. says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Say, above it stood the seraphims. You see here, stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twain. He covered his face, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. Amen. Amen. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. Amen. So in this Isaiah 6, what we are seeing here is a seraphim, right? We see in the, in the angelic, right, 
there are separations and there are cadres. Amen. Amen. And they are, like, like I said, they are, also, they are also separated in the heavens. They are arranged in the heavens. Now, this thing that we are talking about, this arrangement of the heavens, is, is what all of us must know. Every child of God must know these things. It, should, it shouldn't be strange. If I wake you up tomorrow, hey, who's a seraph? You should be able to say, ah, a seraph is a second angel. A second heaven angel. Amen. I think two, uh, uh, there was a time when Luke, uh, I think he was still a, two, a few Saturdays ago before the teaching series. I just mentioned it briefly, quickly. right? All the angels, that the, the, the arrangement of in the angelic in Psalm 103. Amen. That uh, no, but we are looking at them from a different angle, talking about the hearkening to the voice of His Word, and uh, we were saying that we also we should be obeying Jesus, yes. right? Uh-huh. But there's another aspect of them that we should see. Uh, if we go to Psalm 103, Amen. Let's just see how they separated the heavens. Amen. I will soon round up. I will soon round up. I won't take much of our time. So Psalm 103. I just don't know how much. It says, bless the Lord. Oh, okay. Psalm 103 verse 20. Let me read from verse verse 20. Let me read from verse 19 actually. So the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Amen. So he has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandment, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So these are, these, are, these ones are angels they they, ha- they have a kind of strength, and in their strength they hearken to the voice of His word, right? That's what we saw that day. Uh, but there's a way they we should see these angels here. Amen. Now these angels are the first heaven angels. When you are looking at, not, let me not call it first heaven. Is the third heaven angels? But they are the first one you get to when you are coming from God. So from God, the one you get, which is the third heaven, is these angels that excel in strength. Amen. So they excel in strength. And they are what they call the sons of the morning. Amen. Amen. They are what they call what? The sons of the morning. This is where Satan fell from. Oh Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou fallen? Right? You that is weaken the nation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This teacher, I'm going to quickly round it off. Amen. So it said that 
they are these angels they are excelling in strength they're hearkening to the voice of his word right say bless ye the lord 21 all ye is host ye ministers of his that do his pleasure Amen. Amen. Now they begin to talk about the world of ministers. And this is where Bible gets interesting. Now, you know, the moment they mention ministers now, you know, most of it, for the longest time, we have thought that ministers that they are talking about here are pastors or people in ministry. But no, not really. They are talking about the angels. It's, an, it's a specific angel here called ministers. And, and they are explaining that to us in scripture. If you go to the book of Hebrews, now we'll go there and see. Now, this is another kind of angel, right? These ones are a, a little lower than the first one. The first one are cherubims of glory. They are the ones called cherubims of glory. And you can tell because they say they excel in strength. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They say they excel in strength. And there's something particular to them. Right? These are the ones that we need to know. Right? When I say they need to know, because we need to see the manner of their fellowship. There's a way they are. These ones, they are not like the second level. Like I mentioned, it's not all angels that can see God. It's not all angels that can see God. There are angels that can look to God face to face. And there's a reason for that. It's because the level of their knowing is lower. The real, the real thing is, is, to, is for you to be able to see his face. Why? Because that is, your, that is the pursuit of your soul. Your, the pursuit of your soul is to find the face of him. That hide his face from Jacob. Said, I will seek his face. That's Psalm, right? Psalm what? Let me see. This is Psalm. Let's see if you are right. I don't think it's 24. Amen. Holy Novice, I'm just to get into the message. Amen. Psalm 24. Is it? Mm-hmm. No, that's different. Amen. I used to know this verse of head. Amen. Thank you. You are saying amen with us. Amen. Ah, is Isaiah? 
and trust him. Amen. I don't know what's wrong with this mind. Amen. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 15 Say, among many them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken Say, part of the testament and seal the law amongst my disciples and I will wait upon the Lord I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob and I will look for him behold I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders. In Israel, from the Lord of hosts, he dwelleth in Mount Zion. You see, say, behold, say, I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob. You see, that it is the honor, right? It is the glory of king to conceive. It is the honor of kings to search it out. You see, that is the play. It's the love play between man and God. Amen. God has to hide his face from men. The same way he hid his face. Amen. From Jesus on the cross. Right? So why are thou forsaking me? Jesus, for God cannot behold sin. He looked away from the cross. Now God looks away from sin. Because men have journeyed into sin. You know, it was not so in the beginning. In the beginning, Adam was seeing God face to face. The proof of it is that he's seen a voice walking in the garden. It's because he knows the face. That's how he can tell the voice that's walking. He may not have known the face fully, but he knows that face. That's why he can tell a face that is, imagine, Voice walking. You know voices from the face. Yeah, maybe say Adam. He just know whether it has taken two steps. Adam. Adam. He would have counted. Ah, that's first step. Where are thou? Ah, okay, that has added two steps, three steps here. Adam can count the voice. The step of the voices. Because the face of the Lord has been shown to him. In short, if the face is not shown to him, he really can't let the tree of life fully and then partake of it. Amen. He couldn't learn it. He couldn't. The face has to come and show. Amen. The face of God is not shown to everybody. Christians must know this, that the face of God is not something that you just walk, walk, walk into and say, I have seen God's face. No. He hides his face. What the Lord shows to every believer readily is his hand. That one is easy. Everybody can get his hand. 
but not everybody can get his face. In short, he reserves his face for humble seekers. It's only those that seek him that he gives his face to. Israel were meant to seek after him. Israel, that's, what, that's their duty. That's their duty. They were, they were meant to seek after the face of God. And then if they, if they can seek after him, because he was telling them, you shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy might, is, is, for the, is to give them quest. Just look for my face. I won't just show my face to you. Out of all the nations, they were the only one eh, moving around something that looked like his face. But it was his hand. It was his hand. It was his hand, not his face. It was his hand that parted the Red Sea. It was his hand, right, that drowned Egypt. It was his hand that was causing light, a pillar of light, fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day. It was his hand. The face is a different ministry. Moses know that uh, 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 there's something about your face. Show me your face. If I have found favor in thy sight. Because the face of God, he carries all the nature, the person of God. The face of God carries the joy of the Lord. There's no way you will look for his face and you won't feel joy. You know, every time you enjoy the spirit, and you are joyful. It's a fragrance of his face that you have seen. Amen. And they're telling us here that there are angels that see his face. They are the same ones that are akin to the voice of his word. Amen. But the other ones like those ones that Lucifer was bringing light to. It's because they can't see him. That's why they, bring, they are called seraphims of glory. Sorry. So the seraphims, not seraphims of glory, is the cherubims of glory. They are called sons of fire, seraphims. And their place is in the burning place, right, of the holy place. It is the only place you will find them. Because what this book of Isaiah, right, where Isaiah saw the vision of the Lord is in the, is in the sanctuary, is in the holy place. It's not in the most holy. That's why the angel flew and took the coal of the altar. Because the call of the altar is by the, by the veil into the most holy. And then this angel, they're telling us something about them. That this one, eh, they can't see his face. Say, so how did they fly? They says, and it stood by the seraphims, and one had six wings. With twin, he covered his face. You see, with two, he covered his face. So they have six wings. With two, he will cover his face. With two, he will cover his body. He's still trying to protect his body. Because he's, be, he's before the Lord. He does not have authority to absorb the light of God in that realm. Because for you to be able to absorb God's light, you need something called the eye salve. They need to bless you with sight of sin. Sight of sin don't come by visions. Sight of seeing don't come by having dreams. Sight of seeing comes by the opening of sight. When they open the eye, what, that's when they are beginning to deal with the evil eye. The eye that loves chasing after money. The light that thinks it has acquired goods. The eyes that thinks it is rich, but it is wretched. They need to touch that eye and clean it up. When they clean up that eye, the eye 
can see the glory of God clearly in the spirit. Or at least can start smelling that glory. Amen. They are telling us the nature of this angel. They are called ministers. Amen. And then Hebrews chapter 1 begins to tell us about this angel. He said, who maketh his angels spirit and his ministers flames of fire. This is, this is going side by side with this Psalm 103 that we just read. Right? Ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, ah, sorry, I don't want to stop. The way I'm reading is I'm distracted a bit. God is helping me. Amen. They want us to see God face to face. They don't want us to be, they don't, they want us men to like just hand things. Hand things is, you can, you know, hand, you can be afar off and I'll stretch my hand. And sure, there's a scripture that says the outstretched arm of God. God can stretch it. When God is in the most holy, he can stretch his hand. Oh, God, his hand is strong, is long. I think this song makes sense. Oh, he's turning things around. Oh, means he has a long hand like, like, like rod. You know those rods they used to do uh, stairs to? You know there are some rods. That they used to stay. So all those, you know, have you ever, have you ever seen the party, party cookers before? When they are cooking party stew, the spoon is always long and big. Uh, is that's the kind of that's the kind of spoon that 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 babies are enjoying with God? Eh? That's the kind of spoon, big. Uh-huh. You to stay. The God can stretch His hand from the most holy out, even to unbelievers. So funny. Outside the court, to all the nations, because it causes rain to, to fall both on the good and the wicked. The hand of God can extend his outstretched arm of God. Is the outstretched. God can stretch it. It's stretchable. It's not limited to just the most holy. The hand of God. In short, God is a very, is an invincible God though. Imagine a God that is hand. You may not see his hand here with him. His hand is, can be out, it's outside. But when you are in his presence, you can see his face. His face is with him. And then he tied his face to blessing. Right? That is how you bless the children of Israel. Say to them, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Meaning that the face can shine. What is beaming? It's beaming glory. It's beaming blessings. And then he said, that you put my name upon them and bless them. Amen. Amen. It means that the name of the Lord is for those that seek him. Amen. It's for The name of the Lord is for blessing. It means that the face of the Lord brings blessing. Imagine you have an angel that can't look to him. But they are saying that you can look. He said, angel desire to look into Bokan. But you are supposed to look into the things those angels carry. And that is why they have to tie you to them. Amen. Because they carry things that is intended for you. Amen. Amen. And when they tie you to them, you begin to experience things of the face of God. Amen. Amen. They can carry his face to you. Because they say they will be heirs. 
they will, they will minister for them that shall be heirs of salvation. Because by ministering to you, they can bring light to you. Amen. See this, this angel, they're just telling us a little bit about the angel. They're just opening the world of God a little bit. Just a little bit. I didn't think I moved into it. I was about to and then, but time has gone now. We have to go home. Sorry, but I don't know why I took that route, but I just moved into it a little bit now. But it's good to know about these angels that they are teaching and know about the manner of their service. Because here now, you see all those cadres. Now they're telling us about fires. But there's another one called works in all places of his dominion. Those ones are closer to you and me. They are like men. And there's a way those things are arranged. In short, that they all have borders. And at the border, you have angels that look like each other. When I say look at each other, it means you have second heaven angels that, sorry, first heaven angels that almost look like the second heaven one. And you have second heaven angels that almost look like the third heaven angels. Amen. But they all they all have different different uh, different mat- they, they they have different make. But the one thing is that they all bring the same materiality. And and that's my point. They all bring the same materiality. And with that material, you can make your garment. Because that material is of the is of the nature of God. The material that they bring. Why? And then you hear things. I just wanted to say you hear things like that you've been knitted together in love. What do you need? What you need is a cloth, is a fabric. It means that there are things that they can minister like, like love, which is a fabric which you can use to make your garment. That tells me that. When you have charity, it's a kind of garment. It's a kind of material. Even materials have grades in the spirit. They have grades. Although they are of the same materiality, but they are also grades. They are all spiritual materials. They are not of the earthly material that by the time you put inside fire, it burns. There's a kind of material a house will sow for you. There's a kind of material a car will sow for you. There's a kind of material career will sow for men. That all they are, if all they are worried about is to get money, there's a material it will sow. So even in that, even in that canal frame, there's still grades. The same way in the spirit, there are grades. Right? Because flesh have grades. You see, a, a flesh that is grass is even is when it comes to earthly, earthly arrangement, a flesh that is grass. It's even a better material because that one can turn to stone. But a flesh that is dust is of a lower quality. Any material you sow with that one will not stick. It will not stand. Why? Because it is dust. It is, it's, its strength is infirmities. Amen. But everyone wants us to have something called eyesal. See, the, the, these cherubims of glory, right? The one, one, one thing that is particular to them is that they have eyes within and without. The, the ones around the throne, they have eyes within and without. I'm just going to read it quickly and then I round up. is in the book of Revelations, and I went to Revelation. I see in the book of Revelation chapter 4, when, they be, when uh, John moved into the spirit, he was already in the spirit on the Lord's day, 
Then in chapter 4 it says, And after this I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was it, as it were of a trumpet talking with me, right? which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be here. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and what sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper, and a sandine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, in the inside like unto an emerald. And around about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seat I saw four and twenty elders, sitting clothed in white raiment. You see? They are clothed in white raiment. There was saying earlier that you can sew garments in the spirit. Now well, later we now realize that there are all kinds of garments. There are White raiment dipped in blood. Amen. Amen. You have white linen. You have white linen dipped in blood. Is another one, right? Amen. Different, different clothing, garment in the spirit, and that depends on how it depends on how we are walking in the spirit. Amen. Amen. The kind of clothes you wear, right, as a child of God is different in the spirit. Outside the court, you can wear any kind of cloth. It does not matter what you wear. Which is why the life of those outside the court is almost the same as the Gentiles. The moment you move into the holy place, into the court, you have to wear the cloth Levite wear. It's not the same as people outside. Then, when you want to move into the holy place, you have to change your garment. It's not the same as those that are Levites. Then, when you want to move into the most holy, you can't wear what you are wearing in the holy place in the most holy. They have to change that one too. But it has to do with your walking. Because you journey from outside into the most holy. And they also typify such with, for angels for us. Angels don't all wear the same garments. They all look different. Uh, but let's quickly look at this uh, this one. Then, uh, say, with white raiment, and they had on their head crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal, and the midst of the throne. And right upon the throne were four beasts, full, see, four beasts, full of eyes, before and behind. Right? They began to talk about the beast. And was, one was like lion. The second like calf. And the third beast had the face of a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Amen. Amen. And, and, and the four beasts. Each had of them six wings. Right? About him. And they were full of eyes. Within. And they rest not day and night. Saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And, the, and when those beasts give glory unto the, and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. You see, they call them beasts. But in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 10, they began to let us know that. See, for, they call them four living creatures. And then is, this revelation calls them beasts. But in Ezekiel, they now made us realize, right? In Ezekiel 1, say four living creatures. In Ezekiel 10, they now told us that these are the cherubims. They made us know that they are cherubims. 
they are not just living creatures. Because I remember I was looking at this one time, and a friend of mine was saying, "No, no, no, they are not. They are not cherubims. They are four living creatures." And I, I said, they are, "I said they are cherubs." According to scripture, no, they are four living creatures. That's their name. And no argument. But the scripture made it clear that they are cherubims, and they have something here. You see that their wings have eyes within. They don't cover their face when they are before the Lord. Because all their body is full of eyes. Their eyes serve. Once they are around, all, all of their body is designed to look. But a seraph cannot look. He has to cover himself. A seraph, in a way, is handy. It's not fully a face material. Because they don't look at his face. When they even brought them before the Lord, they had to cover their face around him so that the beam, the light of his glory, does not shine on them. To beat them, they had to cover. Amen. Amen. But seraphs don't cover. Because they themselves, they are, they are coverings. They are the anointed cherub that cover it. They don't need to cover. Their nature is covering, so there's nothing to cover. They are full of eyes. To see the Lord. Why? Because they want, they want to behold his glory. Every creature on earth, wants, every creature both in heaven and on earth, wants to behold the glory of God. It is men that Satan has lied to that they don't find the quest in beholding God's glory. It's because they've not tasted it to see how beautiful the glory of God is. It's not a wretched glory. But when men, you know, men look for glories that they can lay hold on, wretched glories, glories that is visible to men. Like when they when they when they bring the glory, it can it can bring down arguments. For example, you know some some they don't even like to share. They just put yeah. on their LinkedIn. This is my glory. What's their glory? Um, CCPA, AAPA, MMPA, GGPA. That's a men's glory. That's their glory. I mean, it's 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 certificate. There's nothing wrong getting them, but it's some it's a men's glory. Because when they when they align them like that, they want people to respect them. It's a name. It's a glory. I, so some go after those things so that I can use it as their CV. When they are speaking in speeches, I have five PhD. It's part of when, you know, when they want to start when they want to start conversation or a, a talk show. Maybe they invite them to come and talk. And some can, they can even some to come and talk to Christians. Imagine to be talking to Christians and then they will come bring with their with their PhDs. And that is and that PhD is a statement that you must accept me. I have labored. They, because that thing is the, is the proof of their word and their learning. So they have to, they have to wave it around men and they use it as a standard of teaching. But no, it's not like that. It's wretched. It's not like that. It's not, it does not give, it does not give heavenly glory. What that, what that can teach men is how to spend their soul labor but heaven does not want men to labor for the bread which perish. Heaven wants men to follow after life, after love, after charity. That tells me faith is a garment. Hope is a garment. Charity uh, let me, is a fabric. Let me use that word. Faith is a fabric. Hope is a fabric. Charity is a fabric. As you use them, you make them. You are sewing your garment. That's why you must be masters. You must be master tailors in the spirit. Know how to cut your material. 
made the legend so beautiful garment for you. Garment for worship. Are we blessed tonight? Yes, sir. We begin to bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your mercy. Marana Kaolo Ferene no Sisimirinata. Embra Gali Garada Costa Vere Mashta Gariata. E Prazete Vere Mene Costa Fariata. Emzana Mata. Emzana, can we pray that heaven will grant us grace to align ourselves to see the glory of God, to, to look unto Jesus, that we will find grace to move more into the spirit to see the glory of God, to see the glory, to see God's glory, the shining glory of our Lord Jesus. Empire and no safari, mother, that would so ourselves into the spirit, oh, to behold the glory of God. Oh, master, that will find strength to labor for spiritual blessings, not earthly blessings, not wretched glories, not wretched goods, not naked materials, spiritually, that will labor for life. We will not say to God, we are rich. We will not say to God, we have need of nothing. But we will say that we have need of God. That we will not have the pride of life. We will say to Jesus, Jesus, we have need of you. We are in need of you every day. We are in need of you every night. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for how you've helped us even to move into your word, around your word a little tonight. Say that we exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, as we go, we ask, Lord, that the blessing of desires for life in the spirit, you will bless with each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. That the grace to keep looking at you, to behold you in our heart, day, every day, every second, every minute that you will release in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We pray that the strength to to move more and to lend the ties you've brought, you will release to each and every heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We ask, Lord, that you guide us into the spirit. We ask that your spirit of God, your guidance, he said, he will guide you. So when the comfort, comforter will come, he will guide you into all truth. We ask for the guiding spirit to guide us into the life in the spirit. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' precious name, you dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.